all Takasaki rule, but the reality is there's a million people right around here. If you were to draw a circle, uh, you're going to hit you know, th three of the major cities in this area, and, and there's a million people. So rural Alabama and rural Japan are, are probably a little bit different, uh, de defined differently. Let's be honest. Talking about our faith, it can get hard sometimes. Sometimes we get caught up in the world, but now the world will have to get caught up in us. We're here to talk about it. We're here to talk about our real faith. We're here to talk about the real God. For unapologetic apologetics everywhere, welcome to Tactical Faith Radio. Welcome to Tactical Faith Radio. This is Matt Burford. Um, I went and had the pleasure of going on a long trip with me and my wife, um, my two children, and uh, Scotty Goldman, who's at the Alabama Baptist State Board of Missions. And it was my honor and pleasure to spend over probably 12 days in Japan, kind of a lifelong dream for me. Uh, did some work at um, University of Alabama in Japanese history. Uh, it wasn't a planned thing. It was just something that I had done. And 20 years later, uh, I got asked um, to go and kind of do some kind of a journey tour, a vision tour. And in doing so, we got to go all over the main island. And one, we got to see so many great families. Um, and the neat thing is, and how this is connected to tactical faith, is a lot of the families we met were from the state of Alabama. And they had an Alabama connection, uh, one kind or another. And I have asked some of those people that I've met uh, if they'd like to come on and talk a little bit about who they are and, you know, what they're doing and how they got to Japan. These are all people that are working for the International Mission Board uh, for the Southern Baptist and have committed themselves to reaching those in other cultures and to do a deep dive into that culture, live in that culture, raise their children in that culture, uh, learn the language and live amongst those people. And these happen to be Japanese people. Um, this particular person, his name is Jared, Jared Jones. Uh, he lives in Takasaki. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. He, he lives in Takasaki, which is north of Tokyo. Uh, we got to go to places like Kyoto and Himeji. Um, and, uh, and then we got to go to Takasaki. And Takasaki was its, and when they say it's, it's a different type of city and that has its different issues and, and in a lot of ways a little bit different than the other cities that we went to. All the cities were different. Um, but we got to meet Christians in every single one of them. Jared, thanks for coming on. Thanks for the invitation. Glad to be able to be a part. Well, tell me first and foremost, how did you get to Takasaki? How did you get to where you are today? And tell us about your connection to the state of Alabama. Well, uh, I actually grew up in uh, Missouri, and so that's, kind of, that's where uh, I call home. Um, but God uh, worked on pulling my heart after college uh, to uh, look at overseas missions. Um, I was really feeling a call to ministry, and uh, my pastor at that time said, you should check out the journeyman program. And so I, I did. I looked into the journeyman program, and God just uh, paved the way and, and opened every door for that. Um, I ended up praying over several places, but Japan was that one place that just God kept, uh, it's like a bell ringing in my heart. God just kept bringing me back to it. And uh, my initial uh, kind of draw was uh, for the brokenness of the, the students. You know, students here face a lot of pressures. And uh, 
as part of that. So uh, I was I was teaching at that time, and so it was, it was natural to have a burden for students. But uh, when I got here, God really broke my heart for the entire nation. And um, unbeknown to me, um, God's plans are always uh, bigger than my plans. I had a 50-mile-wide worldview at that time. I'm going to meet my wife in this 50-mile-wide world. Uh, place. I'm going to do ministry in this 50 mile wide radius. And, and I, I, that was all I could think. But uh, God had also called a, another young lady uh, from Alabama, uh, Tara, to uh, Japan as well. And it was during my, our terms, uh, turning in 2003 to 2005, that uh, God crossed our paths and began. Uh, drawing our hearts to one another and he he definitely wrote our love story and uh, it was during that time too that uh, we, we realized that he was at work in that not just only in calling us to Japan so we came home got married and I married into an Alabama connection and so that's that's kind of how I Alabama has become home at this point well we'll, we'll take you that way I've met your wife she's much better than you uh, as my wife is to me. And uh, so we'll claim you because your better half is, is from the state of Alabama. Now, you were an actual engineer, right? So it's not like you were called right into being a missionary. From what I remember you telling me, you, I mean, you were an engineer by trade. I was. Uh, I, uh, that's what I'd gone to school. I was at the University of Missouri, Rolla. That's what it was called at the time and uh, studying ceramic engineering and uh, definitely just uh feeling first and foremost, uh, just that, uh, call to be successful in life and, you know, just, uh, work for a living. But uh, God just kept this burden upon my heart that what, what, what he desires for me is to invest for eternity. And, uh, that, that was really kind of the shift away from, well, I can work the next, you know, 40 years in, in industry, uh, and, and do great things and still make an impact. But God was really just breaking my heart for people at that point. And um, that's that's kind of the, the change that went on in my heart to to move me toward ministry. Yeah. And you and your family are, are I mean, we only got to spend a couple of days with you. And I hope we get to come back uh, when all this is over. Um, but tell me a little bit of what's going on now. What, what are you doing? Tell me. Well, before, before we do that, tell me a little bit about the city that you're called to. Um, it was a huge, I mean, you took us on this like tour when we first, we first got there, got off the, uh, what they call the bullet train at the Shinkansen and you just right away. I mean, you, you took us on, on the tour of the city. You gave us a background of the city. Um, tell us a little bit about the city and, and some of the issues that you're, you're dealing with. Uh, give us a little kind of a synopsis of the people, uh, how they're different than, than other places in Japan and how they're the same. Sure. Uh, you know, when after seminary, Tara and I were praying about uh, coming back, uh, def, God had definitely called us as a, as a family. And so that was 2009. And um, when you work with the IMB, you're, you look through the job requests that are available. And one of the job requests that was available was Takasaki. Uh, and Takasaki, we knew, uh, was more rural. We'd never really been here, but uh, God kept laying this place upon our heart. We, could, we started doing some homework about you know, uh, what type of, you know, industry was here and things like that. But uh, when we got here in 2009, um, the one thing that I noticed immediately, you know, that we call Takasaki rule, but it, the reality is there's a million people right around here. If you were to draw a circle, uh, you're going to hit, you know, th three of the major cities in this area and, and there's a million people. So rural Alabama and rural Japan are, are probably a little bit different, uh, de defined differently. 
but the one thing I, again, the, the, the unique thing after spending that most couple of years in Tokyo, that one of the big differences that we saw in Takasaki was that, that there was a lot more interconnectedness uh, between relationships. Uh, communities had been together for years. Uh, you know, parents had raised their children together. Those kids had, had gone on. Um, there was just a, a lot of overlap in relationship in this area that we didn't necessarily find uh, in Tokyo. Um, you know, Takasaki itself, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's traditionally been an agricultural community, uh, but uh, during uh, the war, it, it transformed it more to, toward an industrial uh, uh, community. Uh, that's because everything was pushed away from Tokyo. There was cheaper space and things out here. But uh, as that in industry began um, shifting, um, I think, uh, again, it's st still the, the communities uh, were still really tight knit. And so that, you know, that 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 has stayed true uh, through all of it. So during our, our again, going back to our, kind of our first term when we were here, uh, when you're out here, uh, people want to know why you're out here and in Tokyo you, you kind of get you know there's tons of foreigners but uh, out here you there really needs to be a reason for you to be here and what that did though is it gave us lots of opportunities lots of opportunities to just share about who we were just you know begin to get to know people um, there wasn't a time uh, when when we wouldn't walk around our neighborhood and meet some somebody knew and you know it was, of course it was the first time that we had met them but they'd go you know you don't know me but i know you and it, it was it, that's that was kind of the feel and, and uh that was great because again you're, you're becoming this incarnational witness uh which is the hope um through all of this but uh building building on those relationships uh is is where where everything kind of uh, started so I think that's fun. I mean, it's almost like the state of Alabama, right? I mean, it's, if you're here, you're here for a reason. I mean, you know, they, they call us a flyover state, uh, which it's kind of demeaning, but I get it. I mean, if, if you, there are places in Alabama that if you're there, you're there for some reason. Uh, tell me, uh, for those of you, for those of the listeners that listen to Tactical Faith, uh, it's really important to be equipped and to think about how to talk to another person. And you, you, this idea of incarnational relationship that you've mentioned, uh, what were some of the hurdles? Uh, there's so many difficulties, I would think, a language barrier, a cultural barrier barrier uh, in front of you. Uh, how do you bypass those? Is it is it just living with the people long term and then they start trusting you? I mean, how do you how do you even begin to find points of contact with people in a different culture? like that um you know one of the things that uh that you're you're trained to to look for when you go out and and this is this is in the states as well it doesn't matter where you are but you're always looking for people of peace you know uh we we didn't bring god to takasaki god's already been at work in takasaki god's already been working on hearts here and and so what what we do is we're just simply praying and saying, God, reveal to us where you're at work. Um, you know, being being a very tight-knit community, I, I often say that trust is the gold standard in Japan. Um, our first term was there was, there was I don't want to say suspicion, but there was always this, are they going to be here long term? You know, or is this a, is this a, a once and done? Are they going to go back? When we came back from our first term and we're entering into that second term, we were in the same house, same neighbors but you wouldn't believe the transformation 
Um, you know, our, our le- we had learned language the first first term, but when we came back, it was a you're one of us now. And and when you break down, I guess that initial kind of barrier of can I trust this person, and you begin to establish trust, um, and it, that that is what opens the doors for the gospel. And so when so e- even when this whole church plant came around. It, it was it was through trust relationships that doors were open, and, and that's a big thing in Japan, right? The issue of of trust just all over. Um, uh, that's one of the things people were telling us that it, you know if they don't, you'll see a surface kind of person uh, on the off front because they're so afraid to to open up who they are. Um, uh, that seemed to be a, a common theme wherever we went in Japan. Uh, so that's, yeah, I, I could, I could see exactly what you're saying. That's no different than here. You know, you, you really need to establish trust first, uh, with somebody, at least that's how I've always thought about evangelism. You go around speaking the truth, but the reality is you're going to have to build relationships to help bring somebody into the fold and help make them become a disciple. Uh, well, tell me a little bit now, tell me a little bit about Takasaki in terms of where it is religious where the, the culture is in terms of thinking about things, uh, what we would consider religious things, but I would consider kind of ultimate question things. Uh, when they have to answer the question of, you know, where do they come from? You know, what, where do they get their purpose and meaning Three from? Uh, you know, and, and what, is, what is their basis for their, more, their ethical system? And where do they honestly think they're going after they die? Hmm. That, that's, yeah, that's, and... Again, after those relationships are established, uh, we came back and um, and actually one of our neighbors passed away, and it, it, that was immediately the opportunity for those questions to come up. And mm-hmm. and and if you can begin to engage a Japanese on a level where they where you can help them ask the three questions. Well, I always say there's three questions: Where did we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Mm-hmm. Um, two where's and a why. And mm-hmm. it. If if they begin that process, uh, that's that's what begins that transformation. In Japan, you know, just as far as a culture, uh, I often say that uh, J- Japan, the system is kind of set up to teach you what to think, not how to think. Mm. And uh, sometimes that could be true even of our own faith. You know, it's like, here's what you're supposed to say. Jesus is, you know, that's the Sunday school answer, Jesus. And but but why? You know, uh, why is that the case? And, and we're not often challenged, uh, I would say we're not probably challenged enough uh, in, in, in our own faith at times to, to be answering those why questions. But as far as Japan goes, when, when they begin to be challenged or challenged in a loving way, or they begin uh, thinking about those things more deeply, that's where we begin to see gospel penetration uh, and, and the, yeah, leading, leading closer to, to Christ. So what are they? Are they primarily Buddhist or? So, well, again, it's, it's culture. Like to be mm-hmm. Japanese is to be Buddhist or Shinto. And so when they're that 300 years, it solidified this, this thought process, 300 years of, of, of not going out in the rest of the world. You know, if you, if you study Japanese history uh, very much, you, you, you know, that uh, it was that Tokugawa period. Uh, and during that time, it was really subsistence living. And when you have subsistent living, you're not really thinking about questions of the world. You're only thinking about how am I going to eat and how am I going to mm-hmm. live. 
Mm-hmm. And you're, you're believing exactly what you're told to believe because the people in power are the only ones that actually have time to think. And they're the ones dictating uh, what to think. Now, granted, being human, that's one of the greatest things about being human is we have that capacity and ability that God given ability to ask that question. Why? But when it's being suppressed, it, it just, you know, you see what you have here and, and that it's, 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 it's a definitely a culture of conformity to, mm. uh, to be the nail that uh, sticks up. It gets hammered down. That's, that's a saying that is often uh, used here. Uh, you want to go with the flow in Japan. And so to, to become a Christian, to, to take that first step of following Jesus um, you know, in Alabama, we don't, we, we're not thinking, you know, that that's a, that's a big deal. Like, well, I, of course I know people who are following Jesus. So like, I'm just doing what they're doing. But for a Japanese, they're putting off an, an entire identity, this religious identity, a cultural identity, a family identity. And, and they immediately become a minority when they make that decision. Um, but yeah, it's just the the it's a spiritual oppression, and it, that that's I would definitely say that it all kind of goes together to form this this spiritual bondage that Japanese have been in for years and years and years. So when you when you uh, these stories that you you have shared to us when we were there, and we got to I got to watch you um, preach, and that was fun, uh, especially in a dual language. Um, it was a different kind of experience for me. Um, but I, I noticed a, a lot of, of children in, in the in the in your church, uh, a lot of you, you, you know, a lot of women in your church, and few men. Um, but w- what does that look like? The transition from somebody who accepts Christ, and then now you're bringing them into the into the fold. I mean, and you're reassuring them if they become the minority or the what did you say the nail that sticks up? Uh, how do you help them knowing that the cost was so high for them? Again, that goes back to trust. I mean, if, if what you're sharing and living out right there in front of them, that's what's attractive to them. So uh, when we're talking about this spirit of conformity, it's, it's, this, it's, it's this magnet that just keeps drawing them back in. You know, you, you have Japanese who go to the States and they'll make a profession. They'll even be baptized, but they come back here and they're, they're disconnected from community. Mm. And it just, it's easy for them to to fall back into the routines because they don't have that loving, you know, that John, uh, 30, uh, that community of love surrounding them that just, uh, is, is pointing them and encouraging them toward Christ. But, uh, for, for those new believers, you know, when, when they, when they've been in community, um, that's again. That's that's part of the reason they want to become a Christian. Uh, we, we were talking. You said uh, a minute. It's got, uh, the society is is really a facade. You know, uh, Japan is really no different than the rest of the world. Yeah, they're a first world country, but they still got problems. I mean, marriages still have problems. Husbands and wives still have problems. Kids are still stressed. You know, it's like uh, being a first world country doesn't, you know, mean that you don't have problems. They're human. So they have problems. They just do a better job of hiding it at times. But when you peel back that layer and, and people still long for the same things that we're created to long for, and that's deep, meaningful relationships. And um, Japanese, when, when they are in that, when they're, you guys came to the church and, and they're part of something different. They're like, wow, this is real. 
um, and you're living that out, uh, it, it, it that's the staying power. It's 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 you you it. That's the reason that they don't fall back into it. It's because is because we're actually doing it. It's not a profession that you're calling people to. It's it's a it's a changed lifestyle to a new community. Mm-hmm. And um, I, again, uh, I th- I think that yeah, it, you just have to have um, that new that new community being lived out in front of them, and and that's. That's what's attractive to them in the first place. Yeah, Jared, it was for me, I had to process it. It took me about a month to process everything. And I still it was such a it was a meaningful trip for me. But uh, hopefully I'll get to come back and and deep go in deeper and have a deep, deeper dive into it. But one of the things that I told people when I came back is I said, the neat thing about going somewhere like overseas to see Japan is everywhere I went, I saw a Christian. And what, what are they talking about? I said, well, you know, I live in Alabama. There's no cost to be a Christian. Somebody can say they go to church. And somebody can say they, you know, are a good member of a church. They give tithe to a church. Uh, but you see the fruits of the spirit and you're like, oh, brother, you, oh, really? <laughs> you know, so in other words, there's a surface quality to being a Christian. When, when I went to Japan, there, there's, no, there's no credit for them to be Christian. There's a cost to be a Christian. So there was a, it was almost, you know, I had Dietrich Kahn Bonhoeffer said in that, that living together book, whatever it's called. When I meet another Christian, I'm meeting Christ in a way. Uh, and I'm trying and I'm Christ to them. My spirit was moved, not only meeting people like you, but meeting the, the Japanese Christians that were there. Um, you know, now if you weren't Christian, I mean, I met a lot of nice Japanese people that were there, but when I met the, you know, I, I was telling people when I came back, I said, what it felt like to me was processing it is when you met a Japanese Christian, you were meeting the very best Japanese person in their culture, meaning that Jesus has reclaimed them, has claimed their life, and has had and has and has molded the jet that person into him being the very best that Japan can offer. Because that's kind of what Christ does, right? He comes and he just restores everything. So in other words, I met the very best Japanese people when I was over there (laughs) in my mind uh, that God had come into their life and totally restored them, (laughs) whether they were in, you know, Himeji or Takasaki or whatever. Me and Holly have all these experiences of meeting these people that, that, you know, that we will, that impacted us in ways that we'll be thinking and talking about forever. And that must be one of the neat things about being doing what it is that you're doing is helping to pull people out of a culture, showing them Christ and then watching them grow in Christ. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, It's, it it has taken time. Um, But the amazing thing is, is uh, again, God is the one at work. The first, one of the first ladies that really, um, we we saw God transform, literally showed up on our doorstep. Tara's teacher at that time uh, was talking to her, and she was going through some issues uh, in life, and and just uh, was really searching. And uh, Tara's since uh, I said, well, you know, I, I teach a missionary, and you're asking about the Bible. Uh, do you have some time to go over? And she was like, yeah, I'd love to meet her. And so. And since I called Tara and was like, hey, I've got a friend that wants to ask you some questions about the Bible. Can we take the first 30 minutes of class and do that? And uh, Tara was like, uh, okay. Well, that first day, um, Nana-san became a believer and prayed to receive Christ. You know, God had already sown seeds in her life. You know, she'd been reading the Bible here and there. Um, seeds had been sown in the past, but it, it wasn't 
it, it was just the right moment. God brought her literally to our doorstep um, to do that. And I, I believe that that's, that's God's plan for this place. It's not going to be a method. There's not, there's not a method that's going to uh, reach Japan. That's, uh, mm. you know, specific. It, it's, it's going to be relationship and it's going to be in obedience to the Holy spirit. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, it's a day to day thing. And, and that's a wonderful thing because that, that puts the dependence upon the Lord. God, that's so good. So when you come back to the States, and, you know, it's been a while since you've been over here and you come back. Uh, what catches you off guard? Um, what are the, some of the things, not only just us culturally, but maybe even the culture of, of Christianity here? Is, is there something that surprises you, whether negative or positive, when you come back and see the United States with, with kind of new eyes? Well, I know after I, we went back our first time, um, this was 2005. It was, it, you're forever changed when you've, when you've done foreign missions. You, you will forever be changed when you walk into a, a service overseas and you can't understand a single word of what's being said, but the Holy Spirit is present mm. and you're weeping because, because it's him because it's it may be a totally different language but the holy spirit is the same and that forever changes you um so coming back to the states i think you know we 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 often have this uh, this tendency to think like everything should look like 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 what we're doing um and and we we do get caught up a lot on just methods and philosophical things, you know, it's like, is it, you've got to be doing it this way. And, and that's, it, it, it becomes very programmatic. And I, I, if I had to, if I had to say anything about the American church, I mean, we, we love our churches in the States, you know, they're the ones that are supporting us and praying for us. And, you know, it's, it's, they're, they're sending out more missionaries than anyone else in the world. And so God's at, at work. Um, but I do think, like you said, there's there's often it's it's easy believism at times, mm. and I think um, through us in church, you know, we've got to be asking hard questions. We got to be asking hard questions of our youth, you know, and, and helping them understand the why. It's so sad to see, uh, you know, so many graduating high school, getting into college, and falling away from the faith. And I think that's that's just a tragedy. That's a tragedy. Um, and it's because the, the faith really didn't become um, their own. And so I, when I look at the, the states and I think, man, we have such freedom uh, to, to, to practice faith, to, to grow in the faith. You know, even like you do a search, uh, a Bible search in English, and there'll be millions of results. Do a Bible search in Japanese and like you're very limited. Like it's there. Like there's... It, but, but yeah, like we, 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 we've got to get back to the basics. And honestly, this is something that I think has helped us all get back to the basics of the faith and, and the relationships and, and checking in on one another and, and hard times. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I love the, the, our churches in the States and camp. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we had talked about it before we even started because we're, we're recording this here and, 
of course, the, the pandemic and, you know, and, and Jared had told me that, you know, what they're doing over in Takasaki is not probably not very different from what we're doing here. Um, the whole world globally is, is experiencing something together. Uh, it happens to be pretty bad, uh, but we're all universally dealing with this, this pandemic at the same time. It's an unknowable. Um, but, you know, you're right, Jared, our churches, I mean, we haven't met with our church physically in six weeks. I mean, I haven't met with my small group in six weeks other than over Zoom or, you know, some sort of online thing, but we haven't connected physically. Uh, and we're not supposed to be made that way. You know, I keep telling my dad, we're, we're, we're made to, Adam was made to uh, name and maintain. In other words, that, that was the two charges he was given. And both of those, uh, those are about us being involved in the world and physically being together and doing things out in nature and, you know, and it's relationship. It's all relation. We're related to the animals, we're related to the nature, we're related to each other. And, um, and we're not allowed to do that right now. <clears throat> but I have seen, like you said, even in the state of Alabama, we're now starting to recognize that we had it really good. <laughs> we yeah. did. And yeah. in our worship services, we were taking for granted and our, the Lord's Supper and the baptisms and the reaching out and just hugging your mom and dad. And we were taking advantage of all those things. And uh, my small group was actually, we're in, in the middle of Ecclesiastes, which is not the hope-filled study that you would want to yeah. go through with a pandemic, right? But at the same time, That's right. it's become like the greatest small group lesson for all of us, which was the coalith of the teachers saying, hey, you're not God and you're not in control. Start, that's your starting point. You're not God and you're not in control. So are those, to bring it back to Japan, what, what's going on there? Is that similar than here? I mean, are y'all, are you, are you guys, or is Japan kind of groaning now in shelter in place and wanting to get in outside? Well, I, as far as the church goes, I think this is a reminder, not only uh, in the States, but here as well, that the church is in a building. Mm -hmm. uh, Churches in a time slot, you know, our home church uh, back in the States, like their, their live feed the first weekend that everybody went live crashed because every single service in Alabama started at, you know, 1030. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was, I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's a good, that's a good thing actually, because again, <laughs> it, it forces us back to the basics. Um, but as far as the church here, um, honestly, the people stay so busy and um, it's, it's, it is difficult at times to connect. And, and that's just part of the, the desire to be unique. Um, so they're always uh, trying to do these different things. But now that life has slowed down, these spontaneous kind of uh, calls out of nowhere. Tara got a call the other day from one of the ladies at the church. and was like, I just want to study the Bible. Mm. Uh, and so Tara took 30 minutes right there to just read the Bible. Uh, with her and, and, and open the word. And so that's happening more and more and more and more. And so now, you know, Japan has been, it, it, it's sad. We, we're one of the most technologically, uh, you know, advanced countries in, in the entire world. And yet most people are not tech savvy at all. But now the church is kind of being forced into this. And what I'm seeing out of it is, is that people are taking time to do this, to, to make calls, to, to talk to one another, to pray uh, with one another. And, and, that busyness, uh, that facade is gone. And now, now that, that relationship thing is being restored. And so that's, it's, it's actually for the church, uh, as a whole. Um, I think when we come out of this, the, the good thing will be is we'll pick right back up. It won't be like, I haven't seen you in two months, catch me up. It'll be, 
man, I've been pouring and investing in your life and walking with you through this for these last two months. Now let's run, you know, run together. Yeah. And I, you know, I pray that states too, you know, it's like, yeah, man, it's been six weeks since we've been able to be together, but let's be, let's be up all in each other's lives and find out what's going on. And, you know, where are you at in the word and, and, and encouraging and challenging each other and asking each other the hard questions. And, you know, yeah. so that when this is over, we'll be able to hit the ground running. Isn't that funny? And it does, it does, it does bring to light so many interesting things uh, about Christianity in the sense that all the other worldviews, you know, to some degree, you know, they, they give their information and, you know, from up high or from great books or whatever, but, you know, our information was, came in flesh. <laughs> so in other words, our gospel, our good news came to be related to us. It didn't, you know, it, it was, you know, it, it was a yearning in the old Testament to be with the one who created us. And the B is to be in relation. And then not only that, he was revealed the, the big mystery as Paul would talk about was revealed that God became flesh. In other words, what is, is exactly what you're saying, which no other worldview talks about, no other religion or faith talks the way we do. In other words, we're not just going to give you information because our God didn't do that. He became flesh because he wanted to be with us. He wanted to hug us. He wanted That's to right. cry for us and he wanted to be with us. And he ultimately, he died for us. So you're, you're, you're sparking all kinds of things that maybe we're going to start talking about. And because when I went to Japan, it was, I mean, it was a metro area. I mean, like you said, with rural, there were everywhere you looked, maybe not Osaka. Osaka was a different kind of animal, but most places that I went, everybody was in their phones. Everybody was busy. Everybody was packed together, you know, and there was, and it was incredibly and eerily quiet yeah. in Japan. That's exactly um, right. And, but when I came back here, it was, it was a little bit different, but the same busy. Nobody was looking at each other. There was, you know, it used to be in the South when I would go and drive by somewhere, somebody would always wave. And even if they didn't know you, they'd wave. Well, that's right. gone the way of the Dodo until today. I took a drive today. I went and this person waved at me for the first time. Hey, that's a big deal for me. That was like, Oh, you're longing to be connected. Yeah. That's fantastic. That means that the new normal is not going to be a new normal. It's the way that we were supposed to be, to be the begin with. Maybe this is Jared. Maybe this is our, our babble moment where God was reaching down and saying, Hey, y'all are headed for a disaster. <laughs> you know, uh, you, we need to pull it back some. Um, so, well, thank you well, so much for who's to say that the we should return to normal. Yeah. You know, we look through and 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 decide, all right, well what we were doing, you know, that's not worth redoing oh. uh, after all this is over. Yeah. But I tell you one thing I do want to redo, which is to come back and see you guys. And I know me and you we, we talk yep. a lot. And um are there are there ways to well are there ways to pray for you and your family, especially some of my listeners are, you know, they're probably not very well versed in how bad this do things, but in the IMB, Jared doesn't go out and, and seek for support. That's not how the international mission board works. Um, but there's ways that we can support your family in terms of prayer and thinking about what you do. Um, is there ways to, is there ways to follow your church online? Is there ways to find out how we can pray for you? Sure. Um, right now, we, we actually just kicked off our, our new church page, uh, Pathway Takasaki 
church and you can find that on uh, Facebook. Uh, so please go like that. That actually helps okay. uh, it show up in people's local feed here. Be praying for it. We, we stream our services live. Um, just this past Sunday, we had over 2000. It showed up in 2000 local feeds. And so God, wow. you know, God's at work and, and social media is a, can be a, a great thing uh, to get the message out in front. So just pray, uh, one that, uh, that God will, will, will continue to expand that message right, right here. You know, what we're doing in, in pathway Takasaki, um, uh, pray for the believers in the church right now. Um, uh, just like I said, uh, one of the ladies contacted Terry, that's, that's, that's going on and that's, that's happening over and over and being repeated. So just pray that, uh, as, as they are, being hungry that uh, we'll, we'll use those opportunities to, uh, to pour into them and that God will just grow them through this time. Not that they'll stay stagnant. You know, it's the, the whole thing about, you know, the, the tree planted by rivers of water is that when the drought comes, they're still able to produce fruit. And so mm. that's what we all desire to be uh, during this time. And, and we, you know, just because we got Corona, doesn't mean you're not supposed to be producing fruit. So pray that uh, fruit will continue to be borne out um, through the church and the church plant here. Um, pray for our family. You know, Tara, she's a homeschool mom. And uh, so that's a full-time job in itself. Um, but she, she's also a discipler and, and, and part of the, part of the teams. We're we doing this as a family and our, our kids are just as involved in this as we are. And so just uh, pray for her, especially to, to be strengthened uh, throughout all of this. Pray for me as I'm juggling a lot of different hats, you know, as a, a missionary and a, you know, a mobilizer and, and a pastor in a lot of ways, you know, just pray that, that God will um, continue to, to pour out his word into my heart each week as I seek to pour out into the others. And so those, mm -hmm. are, those are some of the main ways that we really need prayer, that God will just continue pouring out into us. All right. Well, that's Jared Jones, uh, IMB missionary to Takasaki, uh, Japan. Uh, thanks for coming on. And we will, I think we'll be in touch because I think there's other things that I want to talk to you about uh, in the future. So thanks for coming on Tactical Faith. Thanks for the opportunity.